0: Is there? The Bible describes life as a vapor, a flash in a pan, a precious but fleeting gift. In fact, you will spend more time dead than alive. When life ends, there is no second chances. Life is too short. And life is too valuable to waste, but you're luck today. Today is a very special day because you're still alive. It means you have another day to make this life count. And another day to stop chasing empty promises and focus on only the only thing that matters in this life That's loving God and loving others. Loving God and loving others. There's no guarantee of tomorrow, is there? But you still have another day. It's a gift. So I'm here to tell you this morning, don't waste your life. Make your life count. Make your life more than just about you. Make your life count in the lives of others. Make your life the kind of life that impacts future generations. Make your life the kind of life that the Heavenly Father will say, well done, that good and faithful servant. Wouldn't you love to hear God say that to you someday? Use your life in such a way that we never waste a moment of it, that we can say this year will be maybe the beginning of a new life for us, and that we will start to make our lives count for the glory of God. Well, today we're going to look at one of the heroes of the Old Testament that made their life count. His life will be the encouragement in how we also can make our lives count for the glory of God. This man, of course, is Noah. We will read in a minute Genesis chapter 6, 5 through 13, where Noah teaches us how one life or one person can make a difference.
1: Diane? Please open your Bibles to Genesis chapter 6 and read along. Verses six, I'm sorry, five through 13. The Lord saw how great man's wickedness on the earth had become, and that every inclination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil all the time. The Lord was grieved that he had made man on this earth, and his heart was filled with pain. So the Lord said, I will wipe mankind whom I have created from the face of the earth, men and animals, and creatures that move along the ground, and birds of the air, for I am grieved that I have made them. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. This is the account of Noah. Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time, and he walked with God. Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now the earth was corrupt in God's sight and was full of violence. God saw how corrupt the earth had become, for all the people on earth had corrupted their ways. So God said to Noah, I am going to put an end to all people, for the earth is filled with violence because of them. I am surely going to destroy both them and the earth.
0: There are many ways in which we can make a difference, my friends. We can make a difference for God. We can make a difference for God. It only took six chapters from the beginning of humanity to corrupt the entire world, six chapters, and find mankind totally bankrupt. Life was filled with apostasy. Humanity had turned from God. Life was filled with anarchy. There was no rule. There's no law. And then life was filled with apathy. There was no desire for God. It's starting to sound familiar today, isn't it? And as a result, God's heart was crushed. Crushed so much that we read in verse 6, He was sorry he even created mankind. Can you imagine God being sorrowful enough to say, I wished I wouldn't have had given life to man? So grave was the sin of humanity that God would wipe out every living thing that had breath in verse 7. There was only one man, however, that walked with God. On this entire planet, Can you imagine? I'm not talking about one man in a family, or one man in a village, or even one man in a community or city. There was only one man on this planet Earth that was faithful to God. The scripture says, Noah's heart, listen to this, please, was completely, completely sold out to God not just parts of him or a little bit of him or a half of him, but everything he was, he was completely sold out to God. We read in Second Chronicles 16, 9, it says, For the eyes of the Lord move to and fro throughout the earth that he may strongly support those whose heart is completely his. And so he was used greatly. We, we can be... Greatly used as well. If we're completely sold out to God, I hope you catch that. Let me give you a danger. Keeping ourselves for ourselves. (laughs) You see, a lot of people want just just enough of God to get to heaven. Isn't that true? I I, I mean, I want just enough. Oh, I'm going to heaven now. I'm, I'm great. I can just do whatever I want because now I accepted Jesus and I'm going to heaven, so it doesn't matter what I do now. False. False news. This person will never, never be used greatly by God. Never. There's a quote that I came across from an unknown author, and it says this, When a man is on fire for God, The rest of the world will come and watch him burn. You Catch that? You understand the meaning? Making a difference for God begins by being sold out to him. Secondly, you can make a difference for your family. For your family. Noah made a difference for his family, didn't he? In Genesis chapter 7, 1, it says, God said, enter the ark, you and your family. His family was spared the flood and owned their salvation to the righteousness of Noah. That is to to say righteousness here means right living. He was right with God. Noah, his wife, three sons and daughter-in-laws entered the ark. And when you and I walk in righteousness, we can impact families, your family, For the glory of God. Amen. Let me read the first part of 1 Samuel 26, 23. It says this. The Lord rewards everyone for their righteousness and their faithfulness. Wife, husband, parents, grandparents. Your family is watching you. The way you live, they're watching you. The world actually is watching you, but we're talking here about your family. They're watching you. So you can make a difference for God and you can make a difference for your family. You can also make a difference for the future generations. What do I mean by that? Well, Noah made a difference in the life of humanity, didn't he? From that point on, The rest of the generations would come because of the obedience of one man, one man, and that is Noah. Genesis 9-1 says, and God blessed Noah and his sons and said unto them, be fruitful and multiply, replenish the earth. Because of one man's faithfulness to God, the earth would come alive and be replenished. Isn't it hard to comprehend sometimes that there was only one faithful person on this planet and that was Noah? And he made a difference for God. He made a difference for his family. Now he's making a difference for the future generation. Short story. When I became a Christian, I was 30 years old and I wanted immediately the world to know that I was a believer in Christ. I don't know how you felt when you were first saved. I was so excited. And I wasn't saved out of a, a ruthless life. I mean, I, I was a good guy, <laughs> but I didn't know Jesus. And then God saved me through many different avenues. That's, that's another message someday or testimony someday. But I began to walk with God, and then I found a godly wife. She had two children. I had a couple kids. Myself, we blended the two of the families together. That took a lot of bravery <laughs> and a lot of nuts. No, I'm just kidding you. But God was with us. My point is this. I led my two stepdaughters to Christ. I can still feel it on a couch one day. My two children accepted the Lord as well. My point is this, now their children walk with Christ. See, you affect generations after generation just because you are faithful. Your family's watching you. That's so true. Deuteronomy 7.9 says, Those who love the Lord and follow the righteousness of God can extend their influence to generations to come. Isn't your prayer that your whole family will know Jesus and walk with him? Guess what? It starts with you. Making a difference. Well, I can also make a difference regardless of my age. Uh-oh. <laughs> You know, I've heard as a pastor for so many years. I always heard, "Well, pastor, now I'm this age, and now I'll just sit back and all, but I'll pray." But I'm too old to be used. Or the same goes for a younger person. I'm too young. You can't possibly want to use me. I can't. How can I possibly be used for God? People put such restrictions on what they can do, don't they? There are no excuses for God. You're never too young, and you're never too old. God will use you if you make yourself available, if you're faithful. Here's the excuses I hear. I'm not smart enough. I'm not smart enough. I don't know enough. Oh, I don't, I don't have enough experience. How could you possibly want me? God doesn't want me. I'm too, I'm too young. I'm, I don't know enough. I'm not talented enough. I'm not gifted enough. It's another one that here's the most popular, I'm too old, I'm too young. Everybody singing here can be used by God, I don't care how old or how young you are, if you make yourself available. Listen, in Genesis chapter seven, verse six, Noah was 600 years old when the floodwaters came. Now, we can't live to be 600, that's another message. They live longer than, there's a reason for that, but that's another message. But he was 600 years old. Moses was 80 years old when he was called to deliver Israel out of Egypt. Here's one for you. Abraham was 100 when Sarah gave birth, and Sarah was 99 years old. So ladies, there's still a chance for you. (laughs) Who would want a kid at 99 years old? I don't know, but (laughs) Joseph was 17 years old when he was sold into prison by his brothers, and he was only 30 years old when he became the prince of Egypt. David was a teenager, teenager when he slew Goliath. Mary was a teenager when she gave birth to the Son of God. Can you imagine? You're never too old, and you're never too young, so quit using it for an excuse if you are So you can make a difference for God. You can make a difference for your family. You can make a difference for future generations regardless of how old or young you are. So let's look at some practical advice this morning to bring this message together for you so you understand it. Don't be afraid to do something for the first time. I don't believe you said that, Pastor. <laughs> don't be afraid to do something for the first time. How many times do you say, oh, well, I've never done it before? I've never taught a class before. I've never taught the youth group before. I've never led vacation Bible school. I've never taught vacation Bible school before. Well, guess what? There's always a first time. And if God's calling you to do that, then you need to do that. And you'll know if God's calling you or not. We'll get into that in a second. Noah never built a boat, let alone an ark. (laughs) Can you imagine? Hey, Noah, go build this boat. It's about a football long. It's 450 feet long, 45 feet wide, and 75 feet tall. Now, it puzzles me. Without all these modern cranes and all this stuff, how in the world did Noah build this huge boat as big as a football field? Hammer? Whatever he used, I don't know, but... Can you imagine his faithfulness and saying, okay, God, well, I, I've never even built a boat, but it took him 120 years to build this ark. How many, how many of us want to quit after a week or a month or a year? 120 years. I can't even comprehend that. Can you? But that's what it took. it. Secondly, don't be afraid to obey God even if it doesn't make sense. Oh, how many times have you paused and say, oh, God, that doesn't make sense? You can't possibly mean you want me to do that. Can't possibly. Listen, when he was told to build an ark that it would rain, Noah said, What's rain? It had never rained on the earth. But he believed God that it would happen. And obviously it did. Noah did all that he commanded, all of God commanded him. Listen. I want you to listen to this real, real close. God does not call the equipped. He equips the called. God does not fully equip you and then have you go out somewhere necessarily. When you're called, he'll equip you to do what he's calling you to do. Do you understand that? So don't use it for an excuse. If you know that God is calling you to do something, and you don't quite understand it or all those things, and you feel, I've never done it before, and how can you possibly, I don't, whatever. He'll equip you. I was called to be a pastor when I was 42 years old with four kids and a wife. And I looked at God and said, you can't be serious. How can I possibly quit my job, get the schooling I need, and support my family? And guess what? He made it possible. (laughs) Because that's what God does. So if he's calling you to do something in the church or outside the church or whatever it might be for his glory, do it. Trust him. He'll equip you. He'll give you everything you need to carry out what he wants you to do in this life. Trust me. Maybe God is calling you to do something that seems too big for you. Please, don't be afraid. Lastly, don't be afraid of standing out in a crowd. Oh, there's one. Listen, <laughs> Noah was the only one to walk with God. you think it was comfortable for him? When all these people were around him making fun of him, poking him for building a stupid boat that nobody understood, and he, when he said it was going to rain, they went, what? This guy's off his rocker. Listen, everybody wants to blend in. Everybody wants to be accepted. That's our human nature. We want to be accepted. When I became a Christian, I lost every one of my friends because they were drinkers and so was I. And because I quit and didn't want to do it anymore, they thought I was a weirdo. And they made fun of me, they poked fun at me, and deserted my wife and I. Deserted us. But you know something? I didn't care. I really didn't care because I thought, if that's all the friends there, they're not worth it anyway, I want to follow God. So I did. Praise God for that. Listen, especially you young people. There's a couple young people here. Don't be afraid to be different. Because you know why? And here's, this goes for everybody. You ready to hear this? God wants you to be different. Because if you're blending into society in this world, you're not standing out for Christ. I've seen this many times, especially in employment when you're working and someone's a real strong Christian and they stand for their faith. And they make fun of them. But guess who they come running to the minute they have a problem they need to talk to somebody? That person who's burning with fire for Christ. That's who. Please. I know you want to be accepted and blend in, but you know something? That's not God's way. We blend in now because we have phenomenal Christian friends that God has brought us. And we fellowship and do a lot together. We love each other. There's nothing we wouldn't do for one another. But we also have friends outside of Christianity, and that's okay too, as long as you stand for Christ in all circumstances. Be different. It's not so bad, (laughs) because that's what Jesus wants you to do. He wants you to be different. This world should see us as distinctly different. So be different and let God use you in incredible ways. Make your life count. For God, for your family, for future generations, you're never too old. Make a difference. Don't think that because one person can't change things, one person can't change them. And Noah is a great example of changing the world because of his faithfulness. One person sold out to God can impact the world. You be that one person. Let's pray. Oh, Lord, thank you for the word of God. Thank you for Noah. Oh, Lord, when I think about how faithful he was, the only one on the planet to be completely sold out to you. Lord, we need to be completely, not just halfway, but completely sold out to you. Because you can use us in a mighty way to make a difference in this life. Maybe to change someone, see someone's life change for Christ or whatever it might be. Or a prayer being answered if you're praying over them. A healing or whatever it might be. I've seen lives changed because of the witness of some. Let us be that witness. Let us be that one person who stands out in a crowd and says, I love Jesus. I want to burn for him. I want to be on fire for him. And trust me. Heavenly Father, I thank you that we can make a difference, that you have called us and then you will equip us with whatever we need. If we just trust you. Praise you, God. Thank you, Jesus. I pray that each one sitting here today will make a difference from this moment on. And they will be completely sold out to you, Lord Jesus, for your glory. In Jesus' name.